Welcome to the Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I'm a little green piggy. Oh no, I stole your eggs. Come yes. murder me. Okay, I think that's, that's the premise, right? That's the premise of everything, even vaguely Angry Birds. I think shaped. I just betrayed the fact that I know nothing about Angry Birds. So you are, you are once again the designated expert in this episode. Oh, no. It was the same with Candyland. I know, I knew, I know and continue to know nothing about Candyland. I know less about Candyland now than I did before we recorded the episode. But I know some Angry Birds stuff because my... I think my stepmom was really into Angry Birds for about 27 seconds in 2009, which is about the time when everyone uh, was, it was into very, it. It was very in vogue. It was, it was, it was Not in. Not so much anymore. No. And I'm also realising that 2009 wouldn't work because the first game, I think, came out in 2010. So it was probably a little Do you want to go back that. and start over and I'll pre- and we can switch roles? And I'll be the expert. And I'll be Molly. Yeah. (laughs) That means you have to do the intro. Hello, and welcome to TLT Cast. Good times. Great THC. (laughs) Good times. Great music. 106.9 TLT FM. That's that's the podcast now. As we're a morning, oh my god, drive time morning Zoom I'm radio like show. I'm sweating. I'm so high. <laughs> <laughs> well, that has to stay in now. This was a mistake. <laughs> Do you want to give our listeners some 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 background? I'm on sorry. What is no, happening? I had a little too much THC. I just take it for. I swear, I just take it for cramps. <laughs> I only take THC <laughs> for the article. <laughs> I'm having trouble. Focusing on like bringing you into focus as I'm sitting across the table from you. <laughs> this is this is going to be fun no, to this record. This is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm. I have this image in my head of us sitting down to watch the Angry Birds movie. For that is this week's film. Oh god! And just seeing you sitting there, like leaning back, eyes wide, like these fucking pigs, man. <laughs> I don't. I so rarely get high. I. I cannot remember what the experience is like. Do you want me to describe it to you? Describe it to me uh, using uh, nothing but pop culture references. Oh, no, that's wrong. That's bad for me. <laughs> I forgot, you're, you're disconnected from the zeitgeist. Um, I feel like my face is ringing. <laughs> like a phone? No, like a like in Miss Congeniality when Sandra Bullock plays the glasses. So, so you're a glass? Yes. Okay. Sandra Bullock's fingers are Running along my. Don't say lips, don't say lips, don't say lips. (laughs) Is it called the lips of the glass? Uh, It's been referred to as. If her fingers were on my lips. You went somewhere just now. I'm genuinely (laughs) trying to think how would I feel, and I think I would just feel put off because there's a stranger touching me. But it's Sandra Bullock. That's not a stranger. You've known her your whole life. But I didn't. She didn't ask. What if she asks first? So in this hypothetical situation, we'll get to the movie in a minute. In this hypothetical situation, Sandra Bullock, you're with Sandra Bullock for some reason. Maybe she's uh, hired you to be the artist. We're doing a heist together. For or you're doing a heist. I was going to say she hired you to do a comic adaptation of Ocean's Eight. That would be fun. That would be fun. You'd have to do all the character design. 
points, like do the turnarounds. No, and the characters out. have already been designed. Yeah, but like, how are you going to interpret them? And also, the you'd have the script to work on rather than the film, so you'd be able to like put stuff in that wasn't that didn't make the final cut. Oh, that and... sounds like a fun a fun gig that I yeah. Am this, not this imaginary. Do. <laughs> so Sandra Bullock is is like meeting with you uh, to discuss this project and. You guys are talking, and she's talking about, so it's, we really want to get this done in, like, 124 pages, and we, you know, I think that I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And can I just touch your lips for just a second? This is a really complex bit that you're expecting me to follow in my current state. <laughs> yeah. So. I would say no. No, ma'am. What if she were to say, this is. A- How much would she be paying me? For the lips specifically? For the lips. Or, oh, for the comic? For the comic? No, for the comic, I don't care. But if she's gonna touch my lips. Yeah. She should pay me. Well, then what's your, what's your dollar figure? It, how many fingers? Duration is important. <laughs> um, one finger, four and a half seconds. Um, say we're like 75 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Star of stage and screen, Sandra Bullock, I will let you put your finger on my face for less than a hundred dollars. You are worth... It's the introductory rate. <laughs> no, that's, basically... that's the, like, refer a friend if rate. If you're Sandra Bullock, that's basically the first hits free. Yes. <laughs> and if she, if she, like, later in the meeting, she's like, so we're definitely doing my full colour. My lips are really nice. Yeah. They're really cushy. I have to. Timber take... compliments me on them. <laughs> Mel has other opinions. Well, Mel, you don't have lips. <laughs> oh no! I made her upset. <laughs> She's struggling. Um, I'm really ready to talk about Angry Birds. Angry Birds, just because we need this. We do need to we move need to on move forward, um, like in a direction, because I want this. To, I want this to be over, and I want to lie down. <laughs> okay. All right. So. If Sandra Bullock were to ask for a second finger lip interaction, uh, we'll pretend that's 150. Yeah. Do you just like double it every time? No, not every time, but she got the special introductory rate. It's so Sandra now, Bullock. She's got the money. Like, she could buy like a package. Like an annual subscription? Yeah. What would the annual subscription rate be? Um, For unlimited access? Yeah. Like, it's my mouth? <laughs> yeah. That's going to get expensive. And she'd have to pay for her own travel. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's got Ella and Unlimited access, so like she could come into my house and do it anytime she wanted. I mean, she'd have to call ahead. Oh, she'd have she to give co- you 24 oh, hours okay. advance well, notice hours if notice. you're not in the same place. Um, month, so I would guess maybe like 3700 a month. That's a, that's a good rate. If you buy the a, a year's package. I like it. Also, I do think this episode is now going to be called Unlimited Access to My Mouth. I think that's the title. I just want to lock that in now, unless we say something funnier later. We're doing a podcast that's not about toys or birds or <laughs> anger. Are you angry that we're off topic? I just want to get this done. Okay. Because I do want... I genuinely want to lie down okay. right now. All right. So we're going to... We're watching the Angry Birds movie. Do you have any exposure or experience to the games um, yourself? Kimber used to play it a lot. So I've kind of watched her play it. You roll the dice. You fling your... You roll dice? No. It's like you roll the dice and you roll dice. Oh, it's chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. It's their skill. Let's back up. No (laughs) dice, no rolling. Okay. I know that there was a Star Wars version of Angry Birds. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Some birds are bombs. Some birds lay eggs, which seems weird because aren't... Did they steal? Why are they mad at the pigs? What's the cause of this blood feud? 
Um, it it's it's two houses, both alike in dignity. Um, in fair, where do they live? <laughs> where do the angry birds live? Bird Island. In Fair Bird Island, where we lay our scene. Yes, where they lay their eggs. Where they lay their eggs. Yeah. So I know I've played an angry bird at least briefly. I've, I may have flung a bird in my time. And there's a there's an Angry Birds parody level in Rayman Origins. Is there? There is. It's one of the. It's, a, it's an early like. There's a room or like one of the little hidden rooms in one of the early levels. I'll have to look for that. Yeah. So I guess we're gonna go and watch Angry Birds. We're gonna do that right now. The yeah, Angry Birds hopefully movie. Hopefully, it's an hour and thirty seven minutes. Hopefully, in an hour and thirty seven minutes, I will have sobered up a bit and we'll be able to carry on a coherent conversation. I. Kind of hope not a little bit. No, because <laughs> this because that happens. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, no, it's like the words come out of my mouth and they just like dribble down my chin. Is what it feels like it's happening yes. right now. As Sandra Bullock. Oh yeah, she has that effect on me. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go away and watch the Angry Birds movie, and we will be right back after these. Uh, not as old as traditionally they have been commercial messages. New from Connects. Now you can build and play in the world of Angry Birds right in your living room. These introductory sets feature your favorite characters, including Redbird versus Small Minion Pig, Blackbird versus Small Minion Pig, Yellowbird versus Medium Minion Pig, and Bluebird versus Helmet Pig. Launch the birds just like the game. You can even use the box as part of play. Imagine. Build. Play. With the new Angry Birds building sets from Connects. Well, welcome back to the portion of the show where we let out exasperated sighs for about 30 to 60 seconds, question what it is we just watched, and then try to articulate our thoughts and feeling about what it is we just watched. But first I want to do a quick check-in. Molly, have you sobered up? Yes, I, I've returned to my body a bit more over the course of the last hour and 37 minutes. And and did this film help or hinder that process? You know how for most of the movies we watch afterwards, I always say something to the effect of like, I should have been in an altered state of consciousness when I was watching it. <laughs> yes. Now I actually got to have that experience. I gotta say it really helped. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was sitting there, I was like, this is so much easier than I remember it being. Like, I, I can tell objectively this movie is insufferable, but I'm that, having an okay time right now. Maybe that's the, that's the, maybe, because I still have the, I have a little, the edible cookies. The, Do you need to take a little something next, next time? Uh, well, what is, it depends on what the next movie is, but we'll we come, just we'll come back being to high. Yeah, uh, I do, th- I think maybe that has to be part of the experience, because I think one of us needs to be lucid enough to kind of process what's happening, <laughs> and the other one has to just... Be present. Yeah. So we can have a discussion. Um, Angry Birds, colon, the Angry Birds movie, colon, the movie, is one hour and 37 minutes of mind-numbing, brain-melting, synapse-destroying, IQ-lowering, nonsense-gibberish, cobbled together by a team of people who... And I have to believe this, hate children. <laughs> Am I wrong? Um, it's definitely, imagine like an 11 minute cartoons amount of content dragged out over an hour and a half. So there's a lot of filler gags. 
that go on for about five and six times as long as they need to go. It's like being told, hey, I got you a thing of Oreos. And you go, great. And then you peel the the wrapper off and it's just the filling. It's all filling. It's just a blob of the white, fluffy nonsense. Do you not like the filling? I mean, the filling's fine. Because I feel like a lot of people would be excited to get nothing but filling because that's what they go to an Oreo for. Okay, but it's peach flavoured or it's um, the cheesecake flavour or ham flavour or whatever. One of those weird flavours that nobody likes. Would you buy ham Oreos? No. Oh yeah, I forgot you're vegan. Yeah. They'd be Easter Oreos. Your Easter ham. And they're shaped like heads from the island. Oh, I was thinking like the heads of Jesus Christ. Yes, they're shaped like the, the Jesus Christ. And the two thieves on the cross. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what you do is you take, they're all, they're all different shapes and you can assemble them together. They're like jigsaw together to make. So like a Jesus sword. Yeah, Jesus sword. Uh, Mighty Morphin Christian Rangers. <laughs> Uh, okay, so now we have to list all the Zords that the Christian Rangers would have. You got the Jesus Zord. The Father Zord and the Holy Spirit Zord. Mm-hmm. And I guess there would be like a, instead of Lord Zed, it would be Lord Satan. Zayton. Zayton. Instead of Rita Repulsa, it would be Mary, just Mary Magdalene. Oh, she was a good guy. In was the she end. a good guy? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I really don't know my. You don't know your Bible lore. I didn't go to a special school for that. I went to a Doctor Who school. As oh, you know. okay. So I know a different lot of different mythologies. Entirely different mythologies, but the, the general same general message of like loving and don't trust people. The who point aren't. of the point of this. <laughs> God, the point of this. It's bad that I'm the one who's having to keep us on track because I'm like fighting to to stay on this train. Called reality. Called yes. I'm. I mean, I'm in my body, but I'm like hanging by a thread. Every Uh, time I turn my head, there are a lot of me turning my head. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's it's data walking up to the 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 core in the that episode. Was it the the Iconian where there's like a bunch of datas? Oh yeah. Yeah. Or it's the uh, the scene in The Last Jedi. Yes, exactly. I'm the right at the very end of the line. I'm still looking around. You're like, what is everyone what doing? Is, what's up there? <laughs> what, are we st- what are we queuing for? How bored would that last day have been? <laughs> I've been here for three and a half hours. <laughs> Just need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> when are they going to call my number? <laughs> I should have made an appointment. <laughs> See, this is why you phone ahead. They have a website for a reason. So the movie that we just watched. Yeah, that thing. It was a, f- a few minutes of content, of plot, that they dragged out. You could tell when they were stalling, Because right? the it movie was, really was running? Obvious. It was all well, of the movie? Well, because, like, the plot stopped. Yeah. They would just have these lengthy gags of, like, oh, we're synchronized swimming now. Let's do this for literally five minutes. This, this film really... Should have been the length of a Wallace and Gromit short. It yeah, should it have should been have maybe 20 minutes. Movie. Well, yeah. it shouldn't have even been that long. It's like the kind of short that you run before yeah. another animated movie. That's the the dream. It's I hope I can forget this. this movie. I wonder if it's possible to make an edit of this movie. That yes, is... it's possible. You have editing software. Why <laughs> no. are you asking me this Well, question? no, because it's like sitting down and actually making the cuts. And I don't know if I want to put the I mean, maybe, yeah, your eyes it. have had enough. I've, I don't want to look at a bird again, angry or otherwise. Okay. I don't care about the temperament of the bird. I just don't want to have to look at it anymore. Should we attempt to recount the narrative of this movie? Um, yeah, let's 
you can do that. So I, I, I regained awareness of my surroundings maybe half an hour in. You slept I rest, in the middle of this movie. I rested my eyes. <laughs> That's the thing I usually do. But oh, we switched spots because I was reclining and you were sitting up this time. Yes. And that might have been a mistake. Yeah. You did say you wanted the to act of, The act of reclining is the kiss of death for this and most of the movies that we watch. Yes. As soon as any part of you disengages, you're gone. Yeah, and it's difficult to pull back in. So, the movie focuses on Red, who is a tiny red bird with big, hilarious black eyebrows, who is voiced by Jason Sudeikis, who spends most of the movie, not gonna lie, not sounding particularly angry. His, nothing he about... just sounds like an like a white man who they didn't get his order right at the restaurant. Yeah, he his his entire tone and demeanor is well. I'm I would like to speak to the manager. Yeah. it's not. There's no anger. There's just undercooked frustration. Entitlement. Entitlement. Yes, that's that's a good word for it. So the film opens with red, and this is not something I was aware of. I had not seen in any of the commercials or ads for this movie. Red is, uh, I guess, a party clown who... That's his day job, yes. His day job is he is a party clown who also delivers cakes. Because those are two things that you want one person to do. He is, for some reason, traveling through the the jungle of what I'm going to call Bird Island. I think it is called Bird Island. Uh, It's convenient. Um, Or maybe it's Birdie's Land. Birdie's Land. Uh, it's a good thing that the island was populated by birds and not by pens. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh started out like for me and then became for you towards the end. That was magical. Thank we're you. We're not firing on all cylinders just yet. <laughs> I think you were laughing at the, the laugh. Yeah. Well, I was like, I need to. I need to react to this somehow because I know this is a joke. I know this is a joke. I just need to buy myself a little more time. <laughs> uh, no, that was good. That was good. Thank you. Um, it's like penis land. It's like a joke. It's like penis. I'm gonna have a fun time making that audible <laughs> in the edit. So he he has to go. He goes to the jungle. He's attacked by various flora and fauna in a sequence that reminded me of a slightly more manic version of every sequence involving the squirrel in the Ice Age movies. Yes, because he has the cake in an egg. We don't know what's in that. Oh, it's, it's just... like the acorn. It's like scratching yeah, the acorn. Exactly. Except it's a bird with an a wicker egg. A wicker egg with a cake. Nicholas Cage. With... Oh. <laughs> Uh, so they arrive at the at the the party. He arrives at the party at eleven fifty nine. His brief was before noon. He wasn't given any other time frame. And then the dude who answers the door says, "You're late." He's not late. And when uh, Red says, "I nearly died on the way here," the dad bird says, "I don't want stories. Just take responsibility." Am very, I mean, a very dad thing to well, say? It's a very dad thing to say, but it does. You know, my issue with that is, firstly, Red did almost literally die. But the counterpoint to that is, hey, Red, you live in a village. All of the birds live in one area. You live on the beach, which is a very short walk from the village, from everything else we've seen. Why did you take this detour through the jungle? He likes parkour. He wants to practice his parkour. Does he? Is that the time? To do that? When you're on a deadline? Yeah, Spider-Man does yeah. it. 
delivers pizzas. This is true. But but Red, I've, in that sequence, I feel like Red was kind of in the right because he did arrive. Before he was he- trying really hard to yeah. get to his job. Yeah. But then the dad says, well, I think you should pay for the cake. The cake is on you. And Red snaps. Or at least we, the, the visual language of this film says that Red has snapped. What actually happens is his eye twitches and then he continues to talk in the exact same tone of voice he's been speaking in for, in the movie up to this point. Yeah, he point. doesn't start screaming death metal, sadly. Yeah, it's not like that one show on... Agretzko. That's the one. I, I can never remember the name. It, but nothing about when he flips... We're, we're supposed to believe like he's been... gone into berserker mode. Oh, well, I don't even necessarily think it's berserker mode, but we're, we're the change in the way that it's shot and in his expression, but not in his tone of voice, is supposed to tell us, oh, he's beat. Oh, this is a smackdown now. Oh man, there's going to be an article on Buzzfeed tomorrow where Dad gets destroyed by cake delivery clown. But nothing about his his tone of voice or really other than his face, his body language says, uh, you know. This is anger. It's Jason Sudeikis just saying the lines. Just being an aggrieved white man, yeah. like he is in literally every role. Yeah, and then he, they knock. He, I, I can't remember exactly what happens. He gets knocked over, or he falls over, and he's going to crush their egg. They have an egg with an unborn baby. Oh in no! It, and he nearly crushes this film. I was convinced was going to open with the murder. a bur- baby bird murder, and then a birder. A birder. Thank you very much. And then from there, it's Red is put on trial for bird murder. For murder. Well, he's he smashes the egg, and you're like, "Oh no, he killed a baby." That's we've set the tone of this movie. But he just sticks his face in the egg, and then the baby imprints on him. So the parents sue him for <laughs> accidentally stealing their child. There's also, something happens in this scene that really rubbed me the wrong way. Tell me. And really set a bad tone for this movie. Red gives the parents grief because he had to source for them a gluten-free cake. He's like, gluten-free? What even is gluten? Is it real? And my immediate reaction to that is, yes. Yes. It's very real. It's a very real thing. That some people, for medical reasons, cannot and should not ingest. And this film, I feel like we're supposed to be like, huh, look at these, these lame parents with their, they wanted a home birth for their, for their baby uh. and, and they wanted the gluten. Like, the, everything is set up to make us kind of be mildly annoyed in that kind of old, if we were old white men, being annoyed by the fact that there are people who do things like home births and gluten-free, gluten-free cakes. cakes. That's what the film expect, ex- expects its audience to to feel. Yeah. But the audience is going to be eight-year-old kids. <laughs> so they don't know what gluten is. I'm Who's sure that joke for? Well, some of them will out the of necessity. Parents, the parents who are forced to attend the movie with their child will know. I think this whole movie is a lot. There's a lot of moments where I'm, it seems like they're trying to own the libs. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There's just that attitude. Yeah. Of like writing off stuff like, oh, a gluten free cake. Oh, anger management. Yoga. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie, and we're supposed to be like, God, uh. Yeah. But that, it's, the only word I can think of is, 
a stupid, shitty attitude to take. And that's several words. I said a word, and I apologise, I'm now overdrawn at the word bank, but we're then shown a montage of Red beat basically a montage that explains why he's angry, and I'm sure that there are ways to do this that paints his anger as unnecessary, but every scene they showed us, to me, justified his anger. Like, they showed they showed other people in, I think, like an arts and crafts class mocking him for having big eyebrows. They're, also, he's an orphan. He's an orphan, and he gets made fun of for being an orphan. He's an orphan, and, like, they show a flashback of him hatching, and, like, oh, no, your parents aren't here. And then it never comes up again. Yeah, that was a weird scene. I feel like... In my mind's eye, I can almost picture that as part of a broader montage of his childhood. But And it seems like either they didn't animate that or they cut it, but they still wanted that one shot. Because his, the egg hatch is literally in a lost and found. And as a visual, I actually think that's kind of interesting. And I think it could be could be funny. I think it needed work. The whole movie needed so much work. Rovio, who make the game, apparently, their animation studio made this. Oh. And it shows. Yeah. I was thinking, like, this looks like a really long video game cutscene. It's like a Clash of, Clash of Clans commercial that is an hour and 37 minutes oh, long. Oh, God, it really is. Yeah. Because there's nothing cinematic about the way it's shot. No. It's very cutscene, like, here everything is. And there's basic basic stuff that the film doesn't do. Video games are very bad at adhering to very basic visual cinematic language, like crossing the 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 line the during line. the 180, yeah. which you know about. But just for the sake of our audience, basically, when you have a conversation between two people, you want to try as hard as possible to have one character always stay on one side of the screen and the other character on the other. So there's this uh, this hypothetical imaginary 180 degree line that, in, that intersects them that if you cross it and it puts the characters on the other side of the screen... You've just disoriented the viewer. Yeah, exactly. And this movie does that a couple of times. It does cross the line. It's not as egregious as, say, Mass Effect, which I don't think, as a game, mm. knows the line exists. At least in this, you, we aren't clipping through any people. Yeah, we're not, like... <laughs> So my mind immediately went to the Monster Factory with Chuck <laughs> Shepard. Uh, we're not clipping through faces and hovering no. eyeballs. We're not quite there. But I think this whole film felt to me like an extended exercise in producing video game cutscenes by a company that actually doesn't even do cutscenes. So it just felt very middle of the road. It reminded me of cutscenes from like Worms 3D, which I know you haven't played, but it just didn't. As you said, it didn't feel cinematic. Yeah, you could tell that every creative person on this movie was very far out of their wheelhouse. Yeah. And uh, just even like from a basic storytelling perspective, because again, that montage of stuff that's supposed to make us, oh wow, no wonder Red's angry. Yeah, I absolutely, like, his anger is 1000% justified. He has CPTSD. Yeah. And you know what? Totally, I'm on board. Which is valid. Yeah. But. I don't think, I don't think the people who made this or the people who wrote this understand what anger is. Yeah. They make out like anger is like that feeling you get when you're a white man and you don't get what you want. Yeah. Because that's very much how it's portrayed at the beginning. And then they kind of have to retcon like, oh, he's angry for a good reason. Yeah. He's angry because no one loves him. Yeah. But then the film portrays that as... A dumb reason to be angry yeah. as well. It, it also... 
makes out like anger is an inborn personality trait as opposed to just an emotion that people experience. Yeah. His identity is that he's angry. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible way to go through life. <laughs> I don't want that for no. anyone. My next, I have two notes that come up next on my phone. One is from the back, red looks like a Tic Tac, which is true. He looks like a red, like a cinnamon Tic Tac. But the note after that, and I think this was written um, as Red was having a fight with a sign, an anger management sign, Mm -hmm. the sign he was angry with. He was angry with the sign. Yeah, he was having a tantrum, so he destroyed a sign. He beat the crap out of a sign. The sign got a couple of hits in as well, in what I will describe as a not very well animated fight sequence. Because that I, went on for several minutes. It went too on long. for too long. It was like the sunglasses fight scene and they live, but it didn't it made even less sense to the plot, narratively speaking. We get the during this fight scene, this 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 homemade bird sign has loose flapping arms and we're supposed to get there's a couple of shots where red is being smacked in the face by them and we're supposed to the implication is supposed to be that he was tussling with it so much that they just kind of swung around and hit him but if you look at the way they're animated the only way they would move like that is if that bird was if that sign was sentient there's a sentient sign that's part of the gag it's dumb it's not good it's bad animation none of it is good (laughs) Not, no, no, it's great. The only good animation, or like the animation that really stood out to me in this movie, was whenever they animated Pig Butt Jiggle, they like really lovingly they went, rendered. They went for it, didn't pig they? Pig butts. They really. That's where the budget went on this yeah. movie. You know what they did? They took the boob jiggle tech from every video oh, game no. from 2001 to 2009, Jeez. and they just put it in that pig butt. I remember playing Bloody Roar Primal Fury and always having to like make sure my parents were looking away when I selected my character because <laughs> she would like pop up on the screen and it would go boop, 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 boop. Did you ever play any of the Dead or Alive games? Uh, yes. They Only had a... at CompUSA. We never owned it, but I would play the demo. They had a dial for how much no, the boobs would no. jiggle. No, did... Is it just the boobs, or is it like any loose body part will the, jiggle? The only fighting game I remember... I feel like there should be like a dick flapping a dick flap. slider. Dick flap slider, yeah. Dick flap slider, by the way, oh my is God, uh, my favorite country western singer. I thought you were going to say it's, it's my favorite Chili's appetizer. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> I've never been to Chili's, by the way. It's never happened. No, uh... Bo Rai Cho in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, they used the same boob jiggle tech that they used on all of the female characters for his big wobbly jelly gut. Oh, see, that's nice. Yeah. Equal jiggle. Equal jiggle. See? Equal opportunities. Equal opportunity jigglers. Yes. I do have another note immediately after this is not a fun movie. I wrote, this is almost as soulless as the Emoji movie. The whole film felt like... We were watching the Emoji movie again. Like, I was having PTSD flashbacks. Oh, no. Because it just felt bright and colourful and devoid of any soul. Like, it was it was creatively bankrupt. It was like trying to take these aspects of this game that doesn't really have a story beyond pigs did some shit, fling some birds at them, and tried to backfill a story mm-hmm. in a way that... Like, every bird has its own personality and the personality is very loosely based on the ability that that bird has in the game and that bird has the abilities in the game because it's a video game and that's how video and it games makes work sense. yeah when the birds suddenly have powers in like the the third act of the movie it doesn't 
makes sense. So they've had these powers all along. Like, yeah. You've had glowing menstrual waste your whole life and you didn't think to, like, tell anyone? Uh, what is the... Bomb explodes. And no one is concerned... <sighs> no one dies in the explosions, there presumably. There are a lot of, like, really... They're video game explosions. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of explosions and they're not, like, ha-ha, jokey explosions, like cartoon explosions. They're, like, bombs. Yeah. There's bombs. It's it's and we- they're they look like the bombs that people die in on the television. Yeah, it's weird because we're simultaneously told by this movie that the explosions a are harmless and b cause harm. Yeah, simultaneously they tell us this. Maybe they just can't harm uh, organic tissue because they destroy buildings. Yes, but they won't. You can like be touching it when it blows up and you're fine. But people don't want to be around him when he explodes. I think just because he smells bad. And the, explo- <laughs> and the explosions do hurt the pigs later because you see the pigs with like scorch marks and stuff. Oh, and yeah, their arms are falling off. Yeah, it's, and they're bleeding. And yeah, there, there was, a, there was, that, there was that, that one pig that was just gibbed by, by oh, bomb at the end. It's just a spray of like green and red viscera. This is a difficult movie. It's a difficult... I would say like the Emoji movie was soulless whereas this one was like it tried to have a moral right it tried to have a moral it was so it was like to... why don't we have all the morals what are good morals for children yeah. be responsible have friends be angry <laughs> sometimes anger is a tool for social justice but this doesn't feel like a film that was written from a pro just pro social no, justice not. angle there's a lot of the pigs show up to the island as Red is doing his anger management classes. Yeah. A large portion of the movie is devoted to him attending these classes and just having conversations with the other people in the class. For a kids' movie, it's very boring. It's very, it's very sl- chatty. There's a, there's a lot of like Phantom Menace council meetings that happen. <laughs> yes, that's, that's a perfect. Do you, know, do you know the dumbest part? This film in, incorporates in its narrative an epic journey to find a great hero. That that is maybe five to ten minutes of screen time. Yeah, it's like they knock out one and a half Lord of the Rings movies on the time it takes to <laughs> like. Less than the time it takes to cook a DiGiorno in the oven. Thanks. This episode, by the way, is sponsored by DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's it's better than the it's the Angry better, Birds movie. Yeah. We serve Angry Birds on our pizzas. Oh, no. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the new Angry Birds DiGiorno. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure if you were a chicken in a slaughterhouse, you'd be angry, too. <laughs> Go vegan. No, we're not, we're not doing that. I was joking. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I was also You can joking. cut it out. Some people t- get really touchy about it. I'm, no, I was... I was I'm, 100% joking. I was also joking. I was like... Because I know that you're not, like, one of those militant vegans. So I was leaning into I'm not the... like other vegans. I'm a cool vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Ah. You can have a beer with your friends. <laughs> one beer. One beer. Just get a little buzz to see what it feels like. Yeah. That way you know. <laughs> what is the vegan stance on beer? Um, drink it. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects. Very unnecessary. <laughs> um, you asked the official stance. <laughs> oh, no, you're the vegan spokesperson. Yeah. More so than It's eating. written in the manifesto. <laughs> It literally just says, it says asterisk, slurp, 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 yeah. asterisk. The asterisk would denote action text as yes. opposed to, like in a instant messaging app. So anyway, so the, the pigs show up, 
It's like, hey, I'm a pig, and there's me and one other pig, and we're just explorers, and we saw your island, and we were like, cool, let's go say hi. And then they put on a show where they give the birds a the gift of a giant... A giant slingshot. And a trampoline. And a trampoline. Now, the trampoline... And there's a lot of them in this movie because there's like a whole room full of trampolines. You think the trampolines are going to show up later in the movie. They do not. But that giant slingshot... Yeah, they never... The trampolines never really make another appearance. Are they in the game? I don't know. I feel like they must be. I feel like they must be also. Given their prominence for all of 12 minutes in this film, I, I kind of the feel like... The game mechanics are featured in a way that... They, you would think they'd be part of the plot, but they're they're more just like, oh, remember how you can do this in a game, the game that this movie is based off. Yeah, the the here the, it is. The entire third act we is just is yeah. just a person playing Angry Birds. And if I want to watch a person playing Angry Birds, I will check myself into a psychiatric hospital because I'm not going to watch a person play Angry Birds. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's that's kind of an extreme measure to avoid watching that. I don't need it. I don't need it, Molly. Okay, I'm not going to force you. Good, stop asking. I care about you. Put the phone away. I'm not going to watch you play Angry Birds. It's already downloading. I will watch you play Lemmings, but you have to play it on an actual Amiga. You have one of those. I do have one. I can just go home and get it. I think you'd like Lemmings. See, I would watch Lemmings the movie. Actually, I feel like Lemmings the movie would be really grim because they'd all be like... We're all gonna die someday. <laughs> the thing... See, sometimes you have to sacrifice yourself <laughs> for the all, greater good. Are they all old men with big teeth or no teeth? You know, I always kind of imagine them as being like little old guys. That's an interesting take on them. Because they're small. This... Like this, a shriveled old man. This movie made me think of if they made a lemmings movie each lemming would have one ability and their name would be that ability because in lemmings you you issue commands to lemmings so you have like hello lemming who puts your arms out and shakes your head back and forth i don't really remember He'd what their blocker. jobs are the yeah blocker His digger blocker. basher exploder they sound like reindeer now yeah like a video game unblocker on digger <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like this made me think if they made a if they made a Lemmings movie like this, that's what it would be. You would have Bomber who would just explode. I feel like you, and you should would not say Stopper. things like if they make a Lemmings movie because you might accidentally manifest that like we manifest other stuff. And I don't want a Lemmings movie. I don't I, need that in my life. I want a Lemmings movie and I want it to be good. But it won't be. No, absolutely you know well not. It won't be, so just leave it alone. Okay. Just put put it back. Remind me to search DeviantArt for Lemmings later because <laughs> I am going to look that up while we record, but. So, uh, after he is expelled from their big fancy dinner via catapult, via giant slingshot. Red is. And yeah. Uh, and also, by the way, the pig's giving the slingshot to the birds. Talk about being hoist by your own petard later not, in the movie. Yeah, not a very good strategic move on yeah. their part. They gave the birds the means with which to overthrow the shackles of egg. Maybe they just theft. came because they wanted the birds to learn a lesson. The whole Which thing is that strangers are bad and don't let foreigners oh, this into whole your country. Fi- this whole film has a de- it's deeply xenophobic. The entire message of this movie, whether this was whether this was intentional or not, was outsiders want to hurt you and steal your children. Oh no, I don't. I don't want to talk about stealing children. It's right a rough. T- I know politically it's rough. Ah, but like this whole. I'm sorry you listened to this podcast for a fun escape from current events. 
I had made a note because I made a note on my phone that the birds respond to the outsiders with an act of terrorism. This is shockingly relevant. Like, that's on my phone. Um, so Red is searching through the boat because he just decides he's going to search because he doesn't he's trust the pigs. he's nosy and distrustful. And, which, and because his distrust leads to the discovery yeah, that the pigs have ulterior re- motives. He's rewarded for being suspicious and distrustful of, of these outsiders. outsiders. Yeah, that, which is, I really don't like yeah. that message in this movie. But it turns out that and we've neglected to mention Chuck and Bomb. Chuck is small, yellow, and very, very fast, like the Flash. And uh, Bomb is big and round. And combusts. And combusts. He explodes. But he doesn't kill anyone. And they're searching the. They search the boat. They find some weird things. They find a couple of cars. They find a room full of trampolines. And Bomb falls through a floorboard. And they find that the hold of the ship is full of pigs, which is suspicious because before the captain had said, there's just me and my cousin. So when Red Red goes back to the party to confront the pigs and say, hey, there's more of you, which he brings them with him to the party, which, okay. The captain's response is, oh yeah, no, there've always been more of us. uh, I just, you know, we want to make sure it was safe before we brought everyone else on board. Uh, hey, we're going to do a cowboy show for you. And everyone was like, okay, that's cool. And the only person who's dis- who remains distrustful of them is Red. And again, his distrust continues to be rewarded throughout the movie. And at this point, now, I would like to discuss a minor character who keeps popping up, and that's the mime. The mime bird. Oh, now, the mime who speaks. Yeah, and he has one line, and he keeps saying, every time he, every time something happens, he says, oh my god. He yeah, said, he says it with that's roughly emotion. what it sounds like. Um, and it's there was this annoying trend in animated movies for, I want to say, like, seven or eight years, where you had a, a background character whose only contribution to the proceedings was they said this one line at various moments throughout the film. I think the mime says, oh my god, three or four, three times. Or four times during the movie... I don't feel like animated films do that so much now, but in fairness, the only animated movies I've seen over the last couple of years have been Disney and Pixar affairs, whereas it tends to be more your Sonys and your DreamWorks and whatnot that employ the... Yeah. You know, they're the ones that employ the background character with a single catchphrase gag, which is very much... It's like a bit. It's a trope in these animated movies now. And I really hope this is it for that. This is the last one. I think maybe, maybe they they put the mime in... And they thought, oh, yeah, this really doesn't work. Let's just stop forever. Yeah. Like, we tried it a couple times to see if we could make it work. We know now it's never going to happen. We're done. We're done with this. Yeah. Yeah. Need to to let go of this dream. Red comes to the conclusion that the only person who can save them is Mighty Eagle. Now, Mighty Eagle is alluded to at several points in this movie as possibly being either the founder of their society or a creature of myth. It's never really known... Like they, they, I guess they just forget yeah. at some point. Um, and this is despite the fact that apparently this is still within living memory uh, because he's still alive because Red's like, well, let's go look for him. And they proceed on... Yeah, that's true. How long do eagles live and how long do birds live? Because maybe if, if the, the eagles live a lot longer, that the bird several bird generations would have passed. Mm. I'm going to look up eagle lifespan. You're going to get some weird AdSense. As a result of this. 20 years. So how long does your average, let's say, sparrow live? Probably like two or three, I would imagine. Okay. Okay, well, let's look it up instead of guessing. Any bets? Uh, no. 
Three years. Okay, so it makes right. it makes some sense. It does I'm a also bird mean authority. we are getting another. That's the new podcast. Is hi hi. Thank you for listening to Bird Authority with your host Molly. I'm the co-host, which makes it weird that I'm the one. Well, I have you do my stuff for me. Yeah, You're basically my PA. Yeah, co-host slash PA. What are you? Which bird are you the authority on this week? I'm the authority on the house sparrow. Oh, good. Tell me more about the house sparrow. I sometimes call them French fry sparrows because when you go to Sonic, they're always really excited to eat your scraps. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Sonic? A couple of times. Uh, a couple of times in Nashville, and once I want to say out east of LA. There's, there's a, a lot of there's sparrows a of there. Sonics. The French fry sparrows. The ones yes. you see in the parking lots eating yeah. cigarette butts. Yeah. Those are, those are French fry sparrows. Those are French fry sparrows. So they go on this epic journey, uh, which in any other animated movie, that's you, that's that your second act. That would the plot, yeah. Yeah. But instead, they plow through it in five minutes. They climb a literal mountain. These flightless birds climb a mountain that no one in their civilization has ever climbed. Yeah. Like, no one has ascended this mountain. They just they can't do fly. it. Uh, yeah, that's another plot point. None of these birds can fly. And they just do it in five minutes. It takes them five minutes what took Frodo and the Fellowship of the Ring three films to do. Suck it, Fellowship of the Ring. You are nothing compared to Jason Sudeikis as a small red bird. To be fair, this movie was made much later, so... <laughs> so you're saying if they made Lord of the Rings now... If they made Lord of the Rings today, probably would have been... But 17 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, he could have done it as like a little short to play before something else. I want to see... The minute I ever see, like, here's a short and it's directed by Peter Jackson, I'm like, that is not appropriate. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a feature film. Yeah, that's a regular... That's Toy Story. Yeah. Anyway... So they climb this mountain that they, no one's ever climbed before. They find... Was it, like... The Lake of Wisdom. Yeah, something to that effect. They swim in the lake. Everyone except Red swims in the lake. They do a little synchronized swimming routine. (laughs) They do a synchronized... Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Synchronized Jesus. They do synchronized Jesus. Synchronized swimming. (laughs) You know, I thought I was back in my body, but I'm really struggling. You got one foot out the door, clearly. They do uh, some fancy... Stuff One more in the time. water. Give it a go. Give it a go. They do a synchronized swimming routine. That's good. <laughs> that was very good. Well done. Thank you. Um, they they gargle the water. They spit it into each other's mouths. And swallow it. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Please. what a sexually charged movie this was. We haven't had one like this in a while. It's been a while. A there's been one. a lot of there's, there's a lot of a innuendo. Lot of, there's a lot of innuendo, and there's a lot of like. Trolls was like fun, kinky, have an awakening. You're this welcome, was, kids. This was like creepy. This was an aggressive, like reinforcing harmful yeah. ideas this was about like, sexuality and relationships. This was like you will have an awakening, and it'll be about the wrong thing. <laughs> There's like voyeurism. There's using toilet plungers as a bra. Oh. Yeah, there's some, like, burlesque routine stuff. There's some weird sexual stuff with the pigs. And then there's, um... Yeah, the birds seem like they might be sexually attracted to the pigs at one point. Yeah, it's kind of heavy-handedly and implied. And just overall, there's a weird emphasis on, like, birth and fertility. Yeah. Which makes sense because they're eggs, but, like, treat them like normal eggs. Yeah. Not like... There's, there's a lot of, like fertility like bird control like weird like fertility and sexuality gags that just made me squirm this film feels like i have 
a worm burrowing in my brain, eating at my grey matter. That's what this film feels like. I feel like I'm dying from this film. Oh, you should have been drugged. Anyway, so Mighty Eagle shows up. Yeah, they find him and he's like, hey, check this out. I spy on this woman when she gets naked in her mud bath. Yeah, that's creepy. Not as creepy as the bit where he pees in the oh, yeah. lake of wisdom. That is how he his character is introduced. Yes. For for about three or four solid minutes, he urinates into the pool in which they've been swimming. I actually timed it. I mean, let me bring up the Did note you here. actually? Um, he was peeing for... Oh, this, is a, this is a joke. 14 minutes and 27 yeah. seconds. Yeah, that was a joke. Yeah, I don't think even I don't think they did fresh animation. They just looped what they, they had, did, yes, um, which included Chuck, the little yellow bird, who's voiced by Josh Gad. I was gonna say Judd Cass. That was it. my brain was like Judd. Really close. Judd is the first name. Judd. We're just gonna call him Judd now. Judd. Any movie he's in, he's Judd. <laughs> Olaf. Yes, Judd cleaning like scraping his tongue with a rock. That was kind of fun. Yeah, that was like the first visual gag in the movie that made me like go, huh. Yeah, there are some visual gags and like the, some of the character designs are, are cute. Like the baby birds are cute because their eyes are about a third of the size of their yeah. body. Um, and some of the visual gags were fun, but the visual gags didn't serve any purpose. Yeah. It was just like, look what we can do. They didn't have storyboards. They just like told everyone in the studio, like, do a fun little five minute animation this week. And we'll find a way to work it into this movie. Yeah. Like, just have... Here's here's your models. Like, just have these birds do whatever. Do something silly. Yeah. It's stupid. But, like, over and over. Yeah. Forever and ever. And uh, over an hour and a half of that. So they spend 15 minutes with... Uh, I keep wanting to call him Eddie the Eagle, which is not his name. Eagleman. With, I genuinely don't remember his With name. Uh, Charles Eagleman. And he... Basically, he's... He's, I wanna, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and it's going to paint a very particular image in the minds of the people who haven't seen this movie. But I want to stress this is in attitude rather than impression or mannerisms. He's Trump. Yeah. He has an, an inflated sense of self-worth. He needs people to be paying attention to him. He's not entirely mentally present. He's not present mentally. He uh, He's definitely let his body go. He has an, uh, uh, an unrealistic uh, mental picture of his own body. He is not sharp. He thinks everyone else thinks he's brilliant, which, in fairness, the people of the of Bird Island, of Penn Island, do think if, that if they believe in him at all. Yeah, but his entire thing is, "I'm so great, look at me," and like the whole time, like I I know that they're setting him up to be like a disappointment as a hero, so that the birds just go back home, which is fine. But the whole time, I thought, if this isn't analogous to Trump, who is it? It's a right wing movie. movie. Is weirdly political. Yeah, there's a lot of politics and kink in this film. It's politically kinky. Mm. It's the, uh, I've forgotten the dude's name. Anthony Weiner of Poetic Cinema. Yes. Oh, God, it is. So the birds are like, well, you're useless. We're just going to go. You can't even fly, and you're supposed to be able to fly, and you won't even fly. Because he's too fat. You're the only bird on the island who can fly, and you're too scared to do it. Mm. Bit heavy-handed dialogue, but okay. So they head back to find that the pigs... Have stolen or are stealing? Did they steal already? I don't know. They were in the throes of stealing the eggs. They come back mid mid theft. Mid theft, yes. Because they the pigs throw a rave for the birds, and while the birds are high on poppers, <laughs> the pigs are stealing their eggs. Yes, it's the uh, 
Kevin and Perry go large technique, which is very successful for them because they leave with all of the eggs. A big egg sack. Uh, oh, no, that makes me think of spiders. But they're birds. That's gross. They're birds, Molly. Okay, they're birds. It's not a sack. It's a net. Annette? Is she in this movie? <sighs> yes, Annette Finicello is in this movie. <laughs> Angry Birds and Beach Blanket Bingo. <laughs> Get it together. I'm trying to stay on task. Okay, so Red is like, they took your eggs, idiots. And everyone's like, you were right about the outsiders. Yes. They weren't to oh, be trusted. God. We should have listened. You're our leader now. And it's like, oh my God, this is every oh, fucking right wing conservative nut bars, like power fantasy. Um, yeah, I definitely was getting some like, in some of the montages early on when they were introducing Red, I was getting some incel vibes. Yeah. Of like, he's extremely sexually frustrated. He wishes... On some level that he had, like, a wife and a family. But he also hates everyone and no one wants to be around him. Yeah, it's very briefly touched upon that, like, he doesn't get to be a dad. He, yeah, like, someone's like, well, <sighs> what if it were your egg? And he's like, well, that's never going to happen. And then it's yeah, never it's, it's touched like upon they, again. Like, they weirdly bring it up, like they're going to yeah. make something of it in the same way that they brought up him being an orphan. And then it never comes up again. It's weird. This being a kid's movie being a kid's animated movie and not being a Pixar movie... I assumed at some point we'd be introduced to a female bird who was going to become a love interest. Oh yeah, there weren't and the, any love interests. And the film interest. would end with Red and this otherwise irrelevant to the plot female bird having an egg together. I thought that it was it was like a Chekhov's egg mm, situation. Yeah. Um, no one shot the egg. No one shot the egg. But there wasn't even there was one female bird, which was the anger management teacher, mm-hmm. and she falls. There was the one pink bird who I don't think had a name and didn't really do anything. This film does not pass the Bechtel test. No, not at all. Is it Bechtel or Bechtel? Bechtel. It is Bechtel. Okay, good. Bechtel. 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 Eat, eat your eat your vegetables. <laughs> Oh my god. With Bechtel. Rhymes I'm, with Rechtel. I'm doing my Gervais laugh a lot in this episode and I don't like it at all. I'm sorry. It's Did you... I transfer some of my mentally alteredness to you? No, I think in your mentally altered state you're maybe more funny. I think we'd head upon a successful formula for you no. being a funny co-host. Um, thanks. You're welcome. I. <laughs> you know, up until now I wasn't really concerned with that. <laughs> I thought I was being, I was the straight man. You've been great, like, in the... Because I am a man and definitely straight. Yeah. So it's good that I'm in that role. Yeah, it's definitely, it's typecast. Of the two of us, I'm the closest to being a straight man. (laughs) That's definitely true. Because at the end of the day, I do just want to go home and kiss my wife. (laughs) Like every straight man. Yeah. You want dinner on the table? Yes. It's funny because my wife actually is making dinner for us tonight. <laughs> You're part of the problem, Molly. Yeah, I, am. I need well, to. I need to help out around the house. You're part of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. I'm a cog. <laughs> like red. Let's get back on Let's track. Let's get back onto the. So they they like. Well, we got to go to Pig Island, not knowing a where it is, b how to get there, c what a boat Before is. Before this point, they thought that Bird Island was the world, and yeah. now suddenly they're like, yeah, let's go to this other place. After our our entire worldview has been rocked. Yeah. So we they, have to re-examine everything that we believe about ourselves and our place in the world. They build a boat out of garbage. Out of bombs. And rope. TNT boxes. Yes. So that's dangerous. So they swim across. And the only reason they were able to find Pig Island in the first place is the, the pig ship left a trail of garbage. 
Useful. The Hard end. device. Uh, so they, they reach Pig Island. King, the King of the Pigs decide, oh, we're going to have a big feast in two days and we're going to eat all the eggs. And then the, the, the birds show up and they're like, well, what can we do? And then one of them says, well, there's this video game called Angry Birds where they launch birds using a big catapult. And let's just do that. And we'll just phone in the last last third of this That's movie. That's a more or less a joke that you're telling. <laughs> For a second, I was like, I must have been asleep during that part. <laughs> but you're not far off. Yeah. It's definitely, as they enter Act 3, like, let's all... Learn the rules of this game. It's, it's so that's all it is because this Learn is when what each character does. This is when all of the other birds get their magic Learn bird the powers. And I don't want to. Th- there wasn't like a wizard flew down like, well, I see your children have been kidnapped. I shall imbue you with abilities. That doesn't happen. They just <laughs> you get magical glowing <laughs> menstrual waves. Yeah, so, like the one woman bird who's who was the head of the anger management class. She gets to throw exploding glowing eggs. She doesn't throw them. She launches them from, from her, her from, from her, her butt. Her cloaca. From her cloaca. Sorry, I don't know how butts work. Bomb just explodes. He has to think about it. It's definitely he definitely has an "I'm always angry" yeah. moment because before now his his thing was like he can't control when he explodes. Yeah, and now he can. And now I just realize it's kind of sexual. Like most men, he cannot ex- he cannot control. No, so I guess he like learns edging and. <laughs> Finally, he can control when he explodes, oh, and he explodes man. the ramp that lets the pig planes take off. Yes. A lot of this this end sequence is kind of muddy, because they're just teaching us how to play the game at this point. L- literally, Red gives advice that is, he says, look at where the last bird landed, and then adjust from there. It's like, yeah, that is it's a, a tutorial! Like, did you read the game FAQ's entry for this? What are you doing? Yeah, it's definitely a tutorial. Was this, this fucking film was written by, like, It's about Neo-Gaff. as fun as a tutorial. Yeah, it was. It just wasn't interest. This whole film just was not interesting. I don't remember how they win. Oh my god, I don't either. I don't remember. There's how they... at some point a single egg gets separated from the other eggs because yes. the eagle comes and flies the eggs out because he's the only one who can fly. So he comes and like saves the day. But there's one egg that was separated from the others. And Red decides he's going to be the hero. And yeah, he he goes back for it. Yes. When the other birds escape. And then the king of the pigs, who previously was the captain of the pigs, and is now the king. Um, he's is, got a little Amish beard. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm going to have that egg. Fuck it, that's my egg now. Uh, something, 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 scene missing, scene missing. In a room full of dynamite. Yes! Yes. I don't remember how they got there. I think they That just... must have been when I was resting my eyes. I know, we were both awake for this. And in fact, we had a third person in the room, because this was after oh, yeah. Timber, Timber got was home. also watching she- she laughed a lot. She laughed more in the 15 to 20 minutes that she saw this movie than we laughed in the duration in the of the film. <laughs> she only had to watch 15 minutes. Yeah, so she, she she really had the leg up on us on that one. <laughs> she, she was fresh legs brought into that game. I remember what happened. Okay, so the king of the pigs is holding... He has the egg and he has a candle and he decides he's going to oh, cook the gonna egg. Oh, he's going to extremely slowly hard boil the egg. Which, as we candle. learn, that's dumb because no, they're basically ready egg, to go you can you should be able to see the little baby inside yeah but uh there's a scuffle between him and red um red says maybe don't eat a baby maybe don't eat a baby <laughs> da, 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 da. and um i'll say that sounds like an in-sync song <laughs> it sounds like uh, what's that what is that stuff that you really like where it's like 
procedurally generated cake recipes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I, there's it's, a term for like it. A neural network. The neural network. It's like a neural network was fed a bunch of like NSYNC song titles. Maybe you don't need a baby. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing it. No, I want. I'm not that. I want sing that. Maybe don't I, need. It. I want a neural if network. If one of our listeners wants to sing, put a tune to "Maybe Don't Need a Baby." Oh yeah, I'll definitely listen to it. anyone. Yeah, but my my concern we'll do now a is cover of it. I want an article of like neural network generated and sync slash songs. yeah boy band generally yeah. song titles. Like some of them would be kind of horrifying. Yeah. Anyway, so the the pig drops the candle. It lights the fuse on some of the dynamite. Red hides himself. Inside of a cooking pot. A cauldron. Yes. That, it just had boiling water in it, and he gets under it, so it kind of like cups over him like he's a spider. It's it's a little bit Indiana Jones and with it, the the fridge be, nuking. He should be dead. So many people should, should be dead in this it's film. Still hot. It would have just steamed him alive. Yeah, but instead it blows him out into the wreckage of Pig City, where he is discovered with. Three tiny baby blue birds with big old eyes. Because all the baby birds have eyes. Yes. I mean, big eyes. They all have eyes. Everyone is reunited with their parents. They return to Bird Island. Red, who had previously kind of exiled himself to the beach. The townsfolk built him a new home in the center of the town. He's a dick to his friends. Yeah. End credits. <laughs> we sure learn never to trust strangers. Yes. And then the film, there's two sequences that we've actually glossed over. I'm going to come back to in a second. But the film ends with that. It's another kind of animated movie trope where it's like, well, we don't really know how to end this movie. So we'll just do a big dance party with all the characters. Oh, yeah. Which is a trope that was pioneered, I believe, uh, in the animated form by Shrek. Yeah. Uh, has kind of become a but staple. I do remember something like that in Trolls. Yeah, Trolls definitely. Well, Trolls was well, a big the, dance there's party. No, there's no denouement. There's just yeah. now we're dancing. Yeah. It's, we don't want to have to show whether or not anyone has learned their lesson. It is the lazy way to end an animated movie for kids. It is how you end a movie for kids when you have no idea how to end the movie for kids. When you've been making this whole script up as you go and you've written yourself into a big corner... Just throw a dance party. Just throw a dance party. And the children will be like, ooh, colors. That ex- stimulation and sound. That does explain the sheer quantity of dance parties and trolls. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. Just have a dance party. So, uh, a couple of other things. There was a moment where there are a bunch of birds in danger and Chuck, who is the fast one. No, no, there wasn't a bunch of birds in danger. It was them trying to break into... Mm-hmm. The pig headquarters. They're trying to break into the vault that had all the eggs in it. Yeah. And Red is asking, how do we... Does anyone have any ideas for how to get inside? And time slows down, and we follow Chuck in slow motion. He's moving regular speed. The rest of the world is moving in slow motion. As he sets up a bunch of elaborate traps, so that when time speeds up again from our perspective, all of the pigs are basically going to hurt themselves. And that sequence was very much like... Literally any sequence involving um, Quicksilver. Is it mm-hmm. Quicksilver? Yeah, in Quicksilver. the uh, In the, the X-Men. Uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah. And uh, I think he's in Apocalypse as well. I remember one scene, I don't remember which movie it was from, where he like, they're in a, a kitchen or something, mm. and he like, they all are throwing knives at each other. I think like Time in a Bottle is playing. It was very reminiscent that of that scene. Yeah. So that is something that happens. And then, well, yeah, the film is over and done with, and we get our lives back. We're free. We're free from our bird prison. Now I know why the caged bird sings. <laughs> <laughs> is, that the, is that the episode title? Yes. 
Thanks, Maya Angelou. So we should wrap this up. Uh, where on the Lego emoji scale would you put this monstrosity? Um, I know where I'm going to put it, but I, would, I definitely... I would say it's just a, a well, a, like a half a step up from emoji movie. Yeah. If I, I don't know how many movies... Well, I mean, 14. This is episode 14, but definitely think this is just one step above the emoji movie. It's... By a little bit. But, it, yeah. They're it's in ri- the same class. They live in the same apartment building. Mm, they're stored in the same file. They are peas in the same uninteresting, but very very brightly colored, but blandly flavored pod. I you are going to say unholy pod. And that I would have agreed with. The unholy pod. That sounds like a classic Doctor Who serial. I can believe that. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't good. It wasn't good. You shouldn't watch it. Don't I watch paid two ninety nine to watch it in SD on <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> and too- I feel bad about that. Even in standard definition, that is too much definition. Yeah. Just don't- play the game. Yeah. The game is fun, right? I mean it's very okay. popular. You don't need this movie. You don't need it. Nobody does. No one no one asked for this. Yeah. But hey, you know what the next movie on our list is? <gasps> is it Barbie as Rapunzel? It is. This is our third Barbie episode. Now, you obviously know more about Barbie as Rapunzel than I do. Tell me what I need to know to endure this experience. Um, you're going to love it. No, you're going <laughs> to really enjoy it and we're going to have a great time. I don't remember very much about it. <laughs> there it is. The truth <laughs> shall set you free. Uh, I, I always have mixed feelings about these Barbie episodes because in many ways... We owe the podcast to the fact that these movies exist. But on the other hand, they haven't been great experiences. Well, I have mixed feelings in that I'm a little bit excited and I'm a little bit thrilled. <laughs> You're thrilled to be excited. Yes. No, I'm real. I, I love the Barbie movies. Yes. They're special to me, like in an unironic, not at all cynical way. And that you are absolutely allowed to have that. <laughs> oh my God. But keep in mind that for me, this is, I'm not going to call it hell. I can watch Ninja Turtles for you and I can watch Mario Brothers for you. So you can do this for me. It's fine. But I have to say, we've got to reciprocate. We've done two Barbie movies so far and the uh, the score is zero for two. I think this one's going to be better. Okay. It has a dragon in it. I think it has a dragon in it. So it's Shrek. Yes. Okay. Well, Barbie, is, Barbie, Barbie is Shrek. Why would Barbie be Shrek? Barbie is. No, Barbie should be Shrek because then she, it's it's a lesbian love story. Oh, send us your fanfic. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're gonna go and think about what we have done. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Life Together with Ben and Molly. Again, thank you for bearing with us uh, while we had the scheduling delays over the last couple of months. But we think we've got a good routine now for getting back to a, a weekly schedule. So yeah, we'll, I'm just going to get high every week. Yeah. And we're just going to bust these out. We're going to knock them out. We might be able to do two, three a day if we keep it up. I don't want to. No, neither do I. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, if you like the show, do please leave a positive review on Skitcher, on iTunes, blog about us, tweet, tumble. I mean, blog nice things Yo, definitely us. nice tweet things. Tweet nice things at us because we're humans and we have feelings. We- and I do read every single one of your comments. Yes. And I take them to heart very much. Yes, and I read all of the iTunes reviews, so do please think about us when you when you write them. And remember that podcasts like this survive solely by word of mouth. There are a couple of hundred of you, and we love all of you, and we would like there to be many, many more. So if you enjoy the podcast, do please tell your friends, your family, your pets, your co-workers, your enemies... Um, or just have a bunch of babies and then force them to listen. Yeah. 
if you the next time you're at an orgy, maybe yeah. bring it up because we bring up a yeah, lot of kink like, on this show. What's the fastest way we can achieve this? <laughs> um, if any of you are giving uh, like a, a, an address to a room full of thousands upon thousands of people, maybe if you're doing like a TED talk, maybe just slip us in there. I thought you were going to say like ask your audience to all have an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> And generate a lot of babies. Yeah, no, that's that's great. But while constantly mentioning that I've tweeted with Ben and Mary. <laughs> that way they won't be able to achieve climax without listening to the podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll get a lot more listeners then. Anyone who wants to legally change their name to The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly so that whenever you have to fill out a form. I have a shiny quarter for you. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, you know what? I'm going to up that 30 cents. <laughs> I have a nickel in my pocket right now and I'm willing to drop that into the kitty. Well, that would... Oh, yeah, that does make 30 cents. <laughs> Math! I'm still a little high. You're a, l- a little bit high. I'm like a fun level of high. I'm no longer incapacitated. Am yes. I fun? <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask that question, so yes. Um, and again, if you want to contact the show, you can always send us an email. Email show at thelifetoyetic.com. Uh, we love reading your emails. Love emails. Love to receive some someday. I love lamp. I love lamp. I'm a big fan of lamp. But if you email us, we might read your email on the show, as we have done in shows gone by. And you can also tweet us at The Life Toyetic. We're on Facebook, The Life Toyetic. We're on Tumblr, thelifetoyetic.tumblr.com. We are not on Instagram. No, but I don't know what we would put on Yeah, there. that would be boring, I think. But uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else. I'm just Ben Padden, P-A-D-D-O-N. Molly, where can people find you on the socials? I'm at Molly Alice Hoy. Marvellous. Yeah, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Life Toyetic. As always, our theme is The Toyetic Toe Tapper by Brian Melbourne. Brian is a legend. He did such a wonderful job with that theme. I've just, I sometimes I'll just put it on and listen to it. Have you ever just done that? It's, it's wonderfully jaunty. Yeah. I think I specifically asked for jaunty. You did. I think so the, I, got, I said jaunty and kazoos. Kazoos were important to me. They were very important. I think that was the brief. Like I went, I said up tempo, jaunty kazoos. So thank a, you, Brian. He spent a full day working on thank that. Thank you. Yeah, it was really nice of him. We should probably pay him someday, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Once we get a Patreon. Yeah. Once you start paying us. Yes. We'll start paying Brian. <laughs> Brian doesn't get to eat if you don't know. No. He's anyway. been starving this whole time. We have him in the basement. Yeah, he's, he's chained up. He just does music for me on on, on demand. Um, often just nothing, just because I want to hear a particular style of music. I really should just get Spotify, shouldn't I? Uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening to The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I've been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And The Life Toyetic comes with everything you see here. My ability to... Stay on this plane of existence is sold separately. <laughs> this week at least.